We love to wait, right? Not so much. How would you like to spend your whole life in humble service doing something, anticipating the payoff, an event that never comes? That is the story of generations of Israelites as they waited for the Messiah. But today we're praying through the story of two people whose waiting ended in the event that they were waiting for, even when everyone else around them missed it. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. This is episode 178, and we are going to pray through the experience that the Holy Family had in the temple when they presented Jesus there after His birth. But before we do that, we're going to begin with worship. We have two verses today, or two past, I guess it is two verses, yes, Nehemiah 9.6 and Revelation 4.11. So Nehemiah 9.6 says this, You, Lord, are the only God. You created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their stars, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them and all the stars of heaven worship you. That might be enough. I actually had like four verses. I'm like, I can't do all of these verses, but there were so many I was running across when I was prepping. The other one is Revelation 4.11. Our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. All right, let's pray. Obviously, we're worshiping God today for him being the creator of all things. Father, we come to you today and I guess I'll just start with the calm my heart part of this. We've had a crazy week and this morning we had unexpected things and I'm sort of, I feel discombobulated and kind of off my game. And so I ask that you would come and just take over this time. I need your presence here. I need your words and your guidance and your your power in this time. I ask that you would guide my thoughts, calm my heart, Give me the words that you want said. Lead this in a direction uh, uh, that you want it to go. This is your time. We are here this morning to meet with you and to share these moments with you. You are the only God. You created the heavens, all of the heavens from the, to the highest heavens with all of their stars. I saw a photograph and a description of the size of the universe the other day, and it is mind-boggling, astonishing at what you created with with your words, what you spoke into being, the size of the entire universe compared to the size of Earth and my place in it, it is so overwhelmingly vast. Can't even describe it. If I can find this, though, I'll share it with the folks listening because it was amazing. You've created all of that, and you create the ground underneath my feet, the earth that, that, that I'm on and all that is in it, the seas and all that are in them. You gave life to all of this. You brought all of this into being, and there is nowhere else, no one else that, that could do such a thing. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things, because you decided and spoke them into being they exist and were created. And because of that this morning, we honor you and worship you as creator. And as you continue to create 
in our lives. I guess just settle it in our hearts that when we look at this world around us, that we recognize you as creator. And today we honor you and give you thanks for all that you have created as this earthly playground for us, that that we are to live here and to make the most of it. And I I thank you for that and worship you for being the God as creator. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been in the book of Luke. Yes, last episode we looked at Mary's pregnancy. You framed, or he framed, Luke framed Mary's, okay, let me start the sentence over. <laughs> I can't get, can't get it right, apparently. Luke frames the telling of Mary's pregnancy with a story of two other people, a man and a woman, Zechariah and Elizabeth. We prayed through Elizabeth's response to Jesus last episode. Today we have two more short stories, again, a man and a woman, that frame the end of the story of Jesus' birth. As soon as these passages are done, we move straight into a, a, a few sentences about he grew up <laughs> and became strong and wise and all the things. So we go straight from this to the story of him in the temple at, in his preteen years. So this, though, is the final uh telling of his birth. After the 40 days required of purification after his birth, Mary and Joseph head to the temple to fulfill the requirements of the law and present their firstborn son and offer a sacrifice. They offered two sacrifices, one a purification sacrifice and one a sin sacrifice. Now, Jesus would was born with no sin. The sacrifice wasn't necessary for him, but his family were... Um, diligent in following the law, in in raising their family under under the law and fulfilling those requirements. And so, and I'm not 100% sure they would have recognized that he wouldn't have needed that sacrifice. So they went to the temple for the sacrifices. They bring two doves, which indicate uh, that Jesus was born into poverty. The sacrifice should have been a lamb, but unless the family couldn't afford that, financially swing it and the then doves could be sacrificed, and it seems like something else, maybe pigeons or something like that. So they brought doves. And while they were there, they encounter multiple people. They would have had to interact with priests. But the two people that are mentioned in this story, the only two people that we know of that recognized Jesus as Messiah, were not priests. They are Simeon and Anna, both older Both recognize the infant Jesus as the Messiah that the whole nation has been anticipating for centuries. Ben Witherington III says, Yes, a Messiah has arrived, as Simeon recognizes. But as the prophetess Anna suggests, a new era with a new and living voice of prophecy has at the same time dawned. In this new era, the living voice of God will continue to speak about the Messianic one. Anna is the first in a line of prophetic disciples who will speak about Jesus to all who are looking for the redemption of Israel. Here is their story. I'm going to read the whole passage and come back and pray pray through it. It's a long passage. This is Luke 21 through 38. When the eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice, according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 
There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, and the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, a daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and was a widow for eighty-four years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about Him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. All right, that's the passage today. Now we're going to go back. Let me go slide back to the top here. Let me find the beginning. All right, let's pray. Father, I, I so appreciate these little glimpses into the life of the Holy Family and that these two, this man and this woman, that Luke mentions them and their story and connects it to uh, the recognition of Jesus is so n- not only interesting and not only fulfills reasons in the law. There was some place in scripture that says that there were had to be two separate witnesses to an event, and and this this does that. This provides two witnesses to that the Messiah uh, was was in Jerusalem and being presented at the temple. So not only did it fulfill all that thing, but it gives us this um, picture of humanity, of this family who's just doing the thing that all families do with their firstborn. They were probably excited. They were probably uh, nervous. They were probably felt privileged and awed to be able to do this to bring their firstborn son, especially this one who had come in such unusual circumstances. And you give us this picture of their experience. I appreciate their dedication, their uh, faithfulness to the law that they were responsible for following. I pray for the same dedication and faithfulness to your word, to your uh, directives that you have given us. That That the same dedication and faithfulness that the first family, that the Holy Family showed, I pray that we would have ourselves today. When you describe Simeon, you describe him as righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation and that the Spirit was on him. Father, I pray that we would be able to be described both as Simeon and as Anna are described. We pray for a heart that would hunger for righteousness, that we would behave devoutly, and that we would be looking forward not to Israel's Messiah, but to the Messiah's coming again. Pray that this we are also in this in-between stage that Simeon and Anna were in, and I, it's just in between a different set of circumstances. And I pray that we would have this same forward-looking 
heart attitude that drew, that had the spirit tell this man, you will see it before the end of your days. And I, can't, I keep imagining, like, would he tell people that? Because would people think he was crazy? I pray that as we receive private messages from you, that we would not discount them, but that we would know your voice so well that we would recognize your messages to us and that we would honor them with our attitudes and our behavior. I also know that he was guided by the Spirit to come to the temple that day. And I pray that we would listen to those promptings. If he had ignored that, imagine what he would have missed. And I pray that we would be sensitive to those promptings in our own life as well. He responds by saying, I am complete. I have seen the Messiah. I am complete. And now I'm ready. I've like, this is the pinnacle of my life. I pray that we would recognize your presence in our lives, in our world, in in the events and the movings and the workings that you do, that we would not miss things, that we would be looking for those things that you tell us, that you warn us of, and for the circumstances and opportunities that come up by surprise. Pray that our eyes would be looking. And then he gives a blessing to Mary and tells her that this, this things will be hard, like this is not going to be easy. And I pray that we would also be willing to speak the words that you have for us the words that you ask us to share with others. Then we come to Anna, a prophetess. There were only a few women in the Old Testament labeled as prophetesses. And uh, one was Deborah, one was Huldah. And, and she. so this is a distinction that you didn't, at least in scripture, didn't show us very often. She was dedicated to you. She was at the temple night and day in prayer and in fasting. Her heart, her life was dedicated to you. And she recognizes your Messiah also. She recognizes you, Jesus, and and gives us this, um, a different response than Simeon. Simeon was, I'm complete, and blesses the family and warns them of difficulty. Instead of that, Anna instead responds as, I need to let everyone know this is a new thing. And the world is, needs to understand that the Savior is here. So all of those looking forward to the consolation of Israel, look, I have seen it. And so she models for us this picture of we have your presence with us and we can tell people, look, I have experienced it. And this willingness to praise God and tell others. Now, these stories, the reasons that why we're talking about them today, Father, is because they had prepared for that moment with their lives. This wasn't something that was sprung on them by surprise. Anna was dedicated to you fully. She lived her whole heart, soul, mind, and strength in your service. And while maybe that we aren't camping out at a church building to worship you, certainly we can be devoted to you in our heart, mind, soul, and strength as you ask us to, and we can be growing in relationship with you so that we are prepared for those moments that you call us into service, for the things that you've asked us to do, those things that you have prepared for us in advance to do. And the same with Simeon. You describe him as devout, as a righteous man, as a one whose Holy Spirit was on him. And we can also be looking for those things as well. We can be preparing that way in our lives. Righteousness, that we hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we act righteously, that we respond to our um, to the word devoutly, 
and that we make a place welcome for the Holy Spirit to thrive in our lives and that we listen. Those things prepared him to show up at the temple at the right moment and respond as you needed him to respond. Help us to prepare in those simple ways. And when I say simple, it's not that it's simple to actually do, but the preparation that you require for the things that you ask of us isn't anything shocking or it's not decorating our homes, it's not putting up our trees, although those are fine to do. The preparation you ask for us to recognize the Messiah is heart work, is relationship work with you. It is desiring righteousness. It's living devoutly. It's, it's relationship like Anna had with you, a, a deep, close, continual relationship. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. So I pray that those things, those preparations would be the ones that we are after, that we are seeking, that we are most focused on in the weeks to come and in and in perpetuity forever, that that is, that is the, the work of our lives. Let it be in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.